0: Welcome, everybody, to the Who Do You Want to Be podcast, and I have an amazing guest today, Marty Grisham, all the way from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I got to meet Marty (laughs) when I was on my seven-week trip across the state, and wow, he really made an impression on me. So welcome, Marty. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Thank you, Louise. It's an honor to have met you. I got to spend some time with you when... You were here in Tulsa and uh, what a treat to meet someone. I love Australia. I have family in Australia who lived there okay. have for 30, 35 years. And so I just kind of feel like you're kind of family to my wife and I, you know, kind of our distant family, uh, a wonderful sister in the Lord. So
0: thank you. And um, I, you know, you, you have this, I said to you when I met you, Marty, that you have this beautiful anointing as like a fathering anointing and I felt it straight away so I'm really excited to to showcase what you're doing because I think it's so important so you have uh, a ministry loud mouth prayer I love the name yes. so good <laughs> and uh and and you have such a heart uh, and you're also a businessman so I thought that was like fantastic to to let people yeah. know you know what your journey's been like because you've got this business and then for years you've been In ministry as well and I know that you're someone who really hears from God and you have a heart to pray and to help people to know how to pray and uh, so I'd love you to just share a bit about your story like tell us about you know a little bit about your story with business and then what God's been speaking to you about in these last few years because you just shared with me some awesome stuff um, that he shared with you before COVID and I know you know you're very passionate about freedom and about yeah, very much. seeing God move <clears throat> in 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 the younger generations and in <clears throat> in men and women. So, please go ahead and share. Let people get to know you. Um, I just already love you and your wife, <laughs> and I just felt like I knew that you would resonate with the people that that I lead as well. So, please, um, yeah. <clears throat> tell us a bit about your story and your journey.
1: Well, um, it's been an interesting journey. So I was, I was in a type of business in the lumber industry years ago and the Lord called me to ministry. And when he did, he said, I want you to go to Bible school. So I moved, this was 20, this was 1998. So I moved to Tulsa in 1998 to lay aside that I had been spending years and years building business and building my plan, you know, my plan it's very important that I'm saying my plan and I moved to Tulsa to where there's no lumber.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So you move me to a place. It's like if I was selling sand and you move me from the Sahara <laughs> to a, to a forest, you know, there's <laughs> nothing to sell here. And sure enough, I'm here and the Lord got me a job selling lumber.
0: Wow. But there's
1: no trees in the state. So it's the <laughs> weirdest thing people were shipping lumber in to Tulsa to help me sell it. And then we'd ship it to other places. So it's just strangest way of how God is just a master of provision. Right. Yeah. And so it was a wonderful time. I went to the Bible school for three years. And then shortly after that, actually during the last year I met my wife and it was a blind date of all things. <laughs> right. And, and within three weeks we knew we were supposed to be together and we're talking marriage. Cause you know, we both, we, we, wanted to move on with our life, you know? And so we both were talking marriage really early on. And, and so it's, life has been good, but when I graduated Bible school 20 something years ago, the biggest mystery was Lord when are you going to release me? I'm ready, Lord. Oh, I've learned this and I've learned this. And oh Lord, you know, I kind of halfway love some people. So, Hey, let's just go do it. (laughs) You know, you know, there's some people I like and some I'm still got big question marks about. And so, you know, that was obviously 20 years ago and all of that happened in year Louise after year after year. And I'd say, Lord, I'm here. He's like, I know, son, I talk to you every week. I'm thank you for doing the prayer groups, and I'm like, but I'm I'm saying I'm here because, you you want to use me now, are you am I going to pastor? Am I am I going to travel? What am I going to do? And he's like, I know where you are, son. I'll let you know. Ten years goes by, and still nothing. So I ventured out and tried a little traveling ministry and wasn't supposed to, and literally was the most poorest year and a half of my life. No money because I got out of the plan of God. Mm -hmm. He wanted me to do business. Mm. And as that, he would develop me for ministry. Mm. And so business, what's beautiful about business is now some people say you need to separate business you need to separate ministry. There's a diligence that they both require one of the most if someone called me to speak to a million people at a business conference i would spend 10 minutes talking about just scheduling every 15 minutes of your day yeah wake up and when you wake up just schedule everything take your to do list and plug it in your calendar that's the number one way to be successful business ministry if you're a stay at home mom, it's the number one, Yeah, we need structure. Yeah. And so we have structure from the word of God of how to live godly, but then we need structure with time because time is one of the most valuable things. And if we don't structure time, we're going to waste it and waste it and waste it. So years goes by another five years goes by. And I'm like, God it has been 15 years since Bible school. I've got three kids. I'm you know, I'm I'm selling a used car, I'm mowing yards, I'm I'm I've got my real estate license now and I'm selling real estate, but God, what I have this burning in me. Mm. And are you going to let me do anything? He's like, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Mm. Well, <clears throat> about two years ago, I'm out with a friend Joe and I'm praying at his house. Six o'clock on a Saturday morning. Yeah, that's me. I'm the guy getting up at six o'clock on Saturday mornings. Yeah. to go to a friend's house to just pray for one hour seeking God's face, yeah. after nineteen years of God not letting me do anything. I'm uh-huh. just that crazy guy, right? <laughs> and because he found me faithful.
0: yeah,
1: because he found me faithful, because I'm the guy that would do the six o'clock prayers on a Saturday when many are sleeping in, because of those things, this one morning, I walked out the door after praying, I sit in the truck and the presence of God. Filled the truck up, and he said, "I found you faithful. You've done, you've done what I've asked all these years. The very same voice that I gave you to sit still and not do ministry for twenty years is the same voice that's now releasing you to do it."
0: Wow, Louise! Wow, it's the
1: same voice in your business that will tell you, "No, don't invest." The same invoice that will the next week tell you where to invest, how to hire, how to build, how to expand, go from a 25,000 square foot industrial complex to a 55,000, you know, he's the same one that tells you to go and to stop, slow down, take a week and seek me to get insight. So the businessman's number one tool is the Holy Spirit. Because he's the one that knows tomorrow. And the crazy thing now, a lot of people, Louise, they're so confused. They think God doesn't want them blessed. There's been some crazy, weird, religious idea that God only is going to bless worldly businessmen. Let me tell you something. Christian businessmen and businesswomen are supposed to be extremely prosperous. Yeah. Lord, have mercy. They're the ones that's supposed to fund the gospel or help fund the gospel. The whole body's supposed to do it. We can't lay it all just on the business people. Everyone yeah. has a part to play. But the same spirit of God that told me, "Not yet, son," for twenty years is the same one that said. And let me tell you how strong he was when he said this to me. It is shock you when he released me finally after twenty years. He said. <laughs> This is really going to shock you. It was so strong. It could aggravate a, an immature Christian. He literally <laughs> said these words to me. He said, <laughs> it's just amazing. You're going to love this. He said, son, really authoritative. It was the father. It wasn't the spirit. It wasn't yeah. Jesus. It was the Father. Is that authoritative. You know, oh, yeah. he said, son, you've waited on me 20 years for ministry. I'm releasing you now. Don't make me wait on you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like,
1: you have to be God to be that. Yes. Yes. I'm not even going to use an adjective. You have to be God because you know what happened? A month went by and I didn't do anything. And he said, I'm waiting. Another month went by and I didn't do anything. And he said again, I'm waiting and i felt the the heavy of that let yeah. me tell you something the presence of god the shekinah glory the very root of it means heavy and when he moves on you you can have heavy you have a weight, a weightiness of him come on you and you can have that as a business person. You can have that come on you. And from that place, you can see the decision you got to make tomorrow more clearly than anything. If you want to run a business, all you need, you don't need a bank. You don't need nothing but a closet to go in and Mm -hmm. seek him. He'll do everything from that closet. You don't have to have a bank. You don't have to have an extra building. You don't even have to have staff. You can start just with a closet and that prayer closet. From there, he does everything else. You got me going everywhere, Louise.
0: (laughs) I love it. I'm loving what you're saying. You know what I hear in you, Marty, is this, you know, I've seen so many people that have been hidden and they've either been in this business world, mountain, yeah or in this pastoring world, yeah. and now God's like reversing it and yeah. bringing people like you out of hiding, but you know his voice. And I love what you said about the fact that his voice is the same everywhere. You can hear him everywhere because I've experienced that in business and, yeah. and converging that business and that ministry together and what you yeah. need to know to make both things successful. And we, you're right, we should be the wealthiest. Um, people in the world, and and I just I just love hearing you speak about this because you have been in the faithful closet. So tell me more about that because you were talking to me earlier about honor and faithfulness, and you shared with me a really beautiful story about the kids at church. Oh I yeah, loved that because for me that's a picture of the father's heart. So yeah. can you share what you were saying to me about honor and faithfulness because that's <laughs> a really key piece that I noticed and have observed. Particularly in the United States, um, particularly in the South, actually, with the yeah. way that you've been raised and this culture yeah. of honor and freedom, that I want to share not just with our Australian um, audience, but also with our US and our UK audience, our European audience, because yeah. there's something unique there that that is is um, in the DNA of of the United States hmm. and also. Yeah within you. And so I want to hear more about like honor and faithfulness and what you, what you believe about that.
1: The one story, cause I've had a lot of amazing um, ministry mentors. I traveled with one of the um, most well-known ministers of the last hundred years. Um, uh, if you name the top, you know, 30, um, well-known ministers of the last hundred years. I've traveled personally with one of them. um, And so it's an honor, but one of his sons, one of his spiritual sons said a story one time. It really, really struck me. Actually, it was that, um, that minister's secretary. So I had met his secretary at the ministry where I go to. And the secretary tells this story and it wasn't like she told it publicly. It was in a private setting. Cause I'm, I'm with a lot of people and they told this story that they're sitting there working at the, the, they were the administ- they were the administrative assistant of this minister and they're sitting there on the computer and they're typing and they're working and they're looking at the screen and they're taking notes. And so they work for this minister. Well, this minister walked from his office from behind them and they were busy and they were on a phone call and he stood there and they got off the phone call and he just stood there and he just stood there and never interrupted them because they really, you could tell they were into something and they were trying mm-hmm. to get some notes done and they were, and he stood there up to 10 minutes. Wow. When she finally realized, because she kind of sensed that he was there, she finally realized in turn and said, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. How long have you been waiting? He said, Oh, 10 minutes. She said, why didn't you interrupt me? He said, I'm not going to interrupt you. There was a, there's a level of honor there. Mm. And he was teaching and and that was being shared because it was showing there's a level of honor Mm -hmm. of honoring people and honoring the the menial task. His own employee was doing, but on, you know, not being coming and being the, I'm the big name, name and I've got to have it this way. There was such a level of honor there. So in that, I've learned godliness equates honor. Mm. Godliness will propel you because honor comes from love. God is love. God so loved the world that he gave his son. First John 3.16 says, Marty, hereby you perceive the love of God because Jesus laid down his life for us. And so should we lay down our lives for the brethren? He was laying down that 15 minutes, that 10 minutes for her and a level of honor. So Mm. honor is sacrifice. Mm. Honor Mm. is, hey, I'm esteeming you more than I esteem myself at this moment in time. And so that comes from the values, the, the, the characteristics, the personage of Jesus, of God. He's a loving, honoring God, and he respects us and shows us that honor, and we are to then share it with others. Well, you know you need to be a man or a woman of your word in business. If you're not and you're in a town and you start being the lying business person and, well, they say they're going to show up, but they never do on time. You know, if you might have a plumbing company and the plumbers are always two hours late, you know, that's why everyone doesn't like the cable guys here in Tulsa. Well, <laughs> we'll be there from, from 1 a.m. to 5. <laughs> Excuse me? You want me to stop? For, I make $1,000 an hour at my business. You want me to co- sit here for $4,000 of my time to wait on you yeah. for you to do a $200 job and hook up cable to my TV? That's yeah. costing me you know, because you and I, Louise, we think like a business person. My time yeah. is is money. It's value. It's yeah. extremely valuable. And so you go off and have plumbers showing up late all the time and, and, and them not calling or informing the people you can begin to be, not be a person of your word. So mm-hmm. it's something so beautiful about successful business people wrapped with honor. And the quickest way to get honor is is just find chase after godliness. You'll find honor in godliness because it's just preferring other people.
0: You know, I feel such an impartation from your words because you actually live this. And um, what something you said about that story that I love is the fact that that gentleman didn't just honor people that he saw as some people that he could get something from or that were above. But he honoured those that he was leading. Yeah. And yeah. I love that because that is, you just articulated, articulated that so beautifully. And, um, you know, these godly principles, we have to talk about them so much in business yeah. because most of us have been taught to think like slaves or like the world. Yeah. In the way we do business and that's why I'm so passionate about the prophetic word and you're a prophet, you're a teacher. And and so, what else have you learned about hearing from God in your business because you talked about being in the closet and you talked about God showing you things like you know what land to buy and um so how does how does being prophetic and the teaching and all the the spiritual gifts like flow into business for you like what does that look like
1: well, I would say there's something I definitely want to share and I know we only have so long of a show today, and I think you're really going to love this one thing and it is a prophetic thing um of the the need for hearing God mm. comes from the need of seeking God.
0: Mm. And
1: so um a prophet that I know that I follow and and the the one I used to travel with, he had an encounter with Jesus and in the encounter, the Lord sat down and shared with him the plan of God and the purpose of God and the importance of it. So, what's happened was the Lord said to this minister many times in ministry, your personal life, or business, mankind will chase after their own plans. Mm-hmm. And I can, and Jesus said, I can only bless them in part because they're not in the fullness of my plan. But if we'll seek God in that prayer closet, if we'll seek him and get that word from him and just see what's happened is people need to under the Christians need to understand hearing from God and following God. I get this all the time, Louise. They're like, i never hear God's voice. I wish I heard God's voice. You're hearing God's voice. Everyone's hearing God's voice. I'm not. And I'm like, um, where do you go to church? And they're like, oh, so and so church is it a is it where you're supposed to be? Well, yeah, we're really being fed there. I said, who told you to go? Well, you know, I just it just seemed like you know we really liked it. I said, God told you to. You just didn't know how what His voice sounded like. Mm. And they're like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, the number one way God leads you. Is in Romans 8, 14, and 16. As many as are led, led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. For the Spirit himself will bear witness. That's called the inward witness. The number one way God would lead a business person into business is by the inward witness, not by Stephen Covey's 1750,000 habits, not by John Maxwell's books, which they're all amazing but many of them are natural things the number one way he'll lead you in business is he will make it seem right you need to learn how to be led by the spirit of god in mm. your personal life and your marriage and your finances and your parenting in your business and everything you do so we develop our inward man so that he can lead us and if you're a business person guess what he's going to do he's going to lead you in business so the lord said to brother that that minister said hey I want you to tell my people to seek my plan to seek after my plan and the purpose of it, because many, many ministers and many, many business people have gotten their own plan and they're wondering why it's not successful. They're wondering why it's stagnant. They're wondering why they've ended up in divorce because of all they're seeking things that are not God's plans. So, because I'm telling you, God is God wants us to be in his plan and purpose a thousand times more than we do because his plan for us helps him reach the precious fruit of the earth. And he's the one that called him precious, mm. meaning he is crazy, head over heels, over the lost, yeah. more than us. So he's trying mm. to push us to mm. follow him so that we can do ministry business, the things we're called to. and But the way he leads us isn't by you know, the, the the Israelites, oh, they had it, right? They had yeah. the cloud by day, the fire yeah. by night. Yeah. Well, the cloud yeah. by day, the fire by night, that the three million followed in the wilderness. Now it's called the still small voice because he lives inside us. See, mm-hmm. they didn't have the Holy Spirit inside. We have the yes. guide on the inside. So we just learn to heal, hear his promptings. Now, a good way, Louise, to explain this to someone is, the mom's intuition and all the ladies are going to pick up on this one. Hey mom, you know, when your little one was doing something and you're in the other room and you just, something's not right. And you walk in there and they're fixing to put their tongue, fixing to put their tongue in the light socket. Right. And yeah, you grab little Timmy, Timmy, what are you doing? You don't ever touch this fire. You don't. Well, that mom's, that was the spirit of that person. That was that inward witness. And that's way when we're endeavoring to follow God, when we're endeavoring to walk with him and we're spending time in prayer, he will lead us. Our inward man will be a guide to us. And so we follow what seems right, what feels right, and and what seems like a green light. And then there's things that seem yucky when we're fellowshipping with God. That's a very important part you don't want to leave out. It's not about money. It's not about pride. It's about following God and putting the kingdom of God seeking first the kingdom of God, and then all the things, when you keep him in the right place and you're spending time with him, your inward man becomes an accurate guide so that you can follow him for every business decision. One businessman years ago said, I've never ever lost money on a business deal because I always go from one to three days in my prayer closet. And when I walk out I just do what he told me wow. and I've never lost a dime. And at an older age, he was a multi, multi-millionaire. And this was like in the thirties or the forties, like years, yeah. many years ago, he yeah. was extremely wealthy and he never lost money because he learned to follow the guide on the inside, mm-hmm. fellowship with the Lord and follow him fellowship, tell the Lord how wonderful and glorious he is, and then. Because someone said, when you minister that way to the Lord, he's indebted to minister to you. So you, oh, Lord, you're so glorious. You're so wonderful. I praise you. And then when you're done, he's like, ah, the next fork in the road, turn left. And you follow him and you walk into money. You walk into a successful business deal. You make your biggest yes. sell ever. You hire the right employee okay. that can run the whole thing while you go on vacation for an extra two weeks. True. Praise the Lord. Whatever it is, it's just about following the God. So I think that's about mm-hmm. the, the, keeping it simple, but very yes. prophetically spiritual. I think I'll try to answer your question that is in, amazing. A, way, <laughs> in a way that gets people first steps of what to do next. Yes. Seeking. And then follow him in your heart.
0: Yeah, I I love that. Even as you were speaking, Marty, I felt like people are going to be listening to this, and they're going to know. Oh, I know that voice. I know that voice. And you're going to you're yeah. reminding them about Jesus' heart and how he is in your business. He is the master. He created the world. And I yeah. feel like you know when you talk about following his leading versus. Our own thinking. You know, when I went to the States and God told me go seven and a half weeks and people like, you're crazy, why are you doing this? And I I only had a few very, very loose plans about where to go. And it seemed like it didn't make logical sense. But we can when we get into our heads, we start overthinking, we come into agreement with negativity and doubt and double-mindedness. And yet, you know, when we're in worship or when we're in the word or when we're in our prayer closet, we hear that voice so clearly, we have clarity. He heals us, and then yet you know that could be on Sunday or whatever day. But on Tuesday, we're back in our heads. And what I felt like, and uh, that that as you were speaking, is that you're talking about day by day, day by day, minute by, yeah. minute, by minute by minute by minute. I'll keep holding it on, like you know, just hearing from him. He actually speaks to us all the time. Yeah, and so sure. if we will incline our ears to listen and not be impatient which is, I think, always a struggle for a high performers because they want to get to the goal quickly. And I know for myself, there've been times in my life because I'm creative, I'll think of ideas, but I've learned as I've got older and, you know, been made some mistakes to actually wait on God. And uh, I, I just love the way that you're, you're actually helping people to remind them of his heart of honour and um, of faithfulness. And I love the story that you told me about, you know, being at church with the young ones yeah. and yeah. you were telling me that story. I feel like I want to ask you to tell it. And um, yeah, I'll tell about, it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can tell it much better than I can about. Well, you
1: know, so the I'm Lord, saying. the Lord, um, instructed me to work at children's, um, and it was actually it's kind of a cool little story. It's one of my little stories I tell often. So one day I'm just praying and hanging out and hanging out with the family and maybe watching something on TV or whatever. And the Lord just said, "Work in children's." That's all He said. Well, you know, one of my one of my mentors said to me one time, "said Marty, it's not about hearing God as much as it is about accurately determining what He said. Like, what did He really say? Mm-hmm. You know, interpreting." What he's wanting you to do, because many times people do hear God, but we need to interpret it correctly. Yeah. So so when he said that to me, I'm like, okay, well, do you want I know you're at my church, you don't want me to leave church. So you want me working children Sunday night, um, Sunday morning, or Wednesday night, because there's three services. I said, All right, well, Lord, just let me know. Two weeks goes by, He never let me know. Three weeks goes by, I said, Lord, come on, I'm waiting on you. He never yeah. said, You know, the Bible says that that the Lord, um the Lord will direct our steps, but we devise the plan.
0: Yeah. So there's
1: this working where we work with him. He'll tell us the thing to do. And sometimes we devise how to do it, right? There's yeah. in Proverbs.
0: That's so
1: in that, I said, well, Lord, after one month, I said, okay, Lord, I'm getting a little smarter than I was when I was in my thirties and my forties or thirties, probably. So I said, Lord, I'm thinking you just want me to pick one. So I'm just going to pick. So I'll pick Sunday morning. He still never said a word to me. He said to me. One time. And so then I began to volunteer in children's 11 years off of that one voice. Wow. One time, because he taught me how to obey him with that voice and how to not move with that voice. The same yeah. voice that released me from ministry is the same voice that held me back from ministry for 20 years. Well, that's the same voice that said, I want you to work in children's. And they never said it anymore. I worked in children's for 11 years with little booger kids, thumping boogers at me and being wild and loud and crazy music. And they put a wig on me and I ended up becoming the number one teacher. So I'm wearing a wig and I'm acting, I'm making well noises. I got, I get so crazy in there. I made two little girls vomit. I'm like, Oh, I got to pull back a little bit. So, you know, I just love to have fun. I'm kind of a child at heart at 50. And so in all of that, these beautiful kids, I, I just have a heart for them. They're so wonderful. And so then I stopped working there. The Lord said, stop working there. I'm releasing you from ministry. And so in that, I still see these children, but they're grown up now. They're taller than me. And so I'll go get a hundred dollar bill out of my pocket and I'll, and they walk up to me and they'll give me a hug, Mr. Marty. And I'll grab one of them and I'll put a hundred dollars in his hand and his eyes gets real big. And I'll say to him, cause I know some of them. They're, they're just, they've got a call to do something. You know, yeah. there's, just, there's something there. There's something special. Now, there's something special about all of them, but there are some ones that I really yeah. just try to, and I'll hand them a hundred dollar bill. And I will say, it always pays to serve God because I want that ingrained in yeah. them that they never have to walk away. Not even one day.
0: That is the best. Uh, Marty, that word mm-hmm. is for. The 40-year-old kids, the 50-year-old yeah. kids, the 60-year-old kids, the 70-year-old kids, yeah. even the 80-year-old kids, <laughs> because I loved that picture, because that just depicts his heart for yeah. us in business as well, um, as in ministry, those that are in ministry that have been serving and haven't yet made a dime, um, yeah. let's, let's pray for them. So. I'm just loving hearing everything that you're saying, Marty. I want to have you back on again if you'll come. And um, so I would love to you to just let people know where they can find you. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> your beautiful wife. Uh, and you you do um, some lives, and I know that you've got you know yeah. some different things going on with loud mouth prayer. And then can I ask you to just pray us out because I felt you talk about that weightiness and that anointing. You carried this anointing to. Bring peace into people's heart while they're yeah. actually in business as well, yeah. and I feel it. I sense the anointing of God on the heaviness on your words because you've been in the prayer closet for all these years, yeah. and that now is coming out of your mouth. the The wisdom that's coming out of your mouth, people need to hear it. And yeah. so, I would love you to just share where can everybody find you at Loudmouth Prayer, and then if you could pray, pray us out, just go for it. And, um, and then okay. finish up and come definitely have you back on again.
1: I, w- I definitely want to pray for the business people. Cause when we were talking before, um, we obviously we had a stuck, we ended up talking quite a bit and you're like, Marty, we got to push the button and start. And because I really, um, I've had some prophetic words from the Lord concerning the business people
0: come on, and I man. could
1: actually pull one up, but it was concerning the business people in the city of Tulsa but it's more than that because I believe it is business. I know it's business people all over the world because there's something about an entrepreneur there's no one Louise. I'm telling you, you can get me excited here. There's no one like the nitty gritty, get your fingernails dirty. That's it. You, you will, you will, you will go broke 10 times yeah, exactly. and not blink an eye at it. That's you it. will stay up till four in the morning and then get back up at seven. I Right yeah. now yeah. I'll go to bed and I'm up at three in the morning at this computer studying because I've got to bring from that entrepreneur spirit and mixed with the Holy ghost. I've got to bring the right word for those that are needing to be fed in this nation so they can rise up and do their part. So there's something about that entrepreneur. And then when you get an entrepreneur, that is basically, it's another word for warrior.
0: Yeah. Come on. you
1: get a warrior. (laughs) (laughs) Warriors are only talked about during the time of war you get the the american navy seal team 6 or navy seal team 4 they're never talked about until wartime yes. and you get a warrior but who's the warrior before the wartime and after it They're called an entrepreneur. They go out and start a business. They will fight against the insane odds of finances. They will come against any economy in any city Uh and they're warriors of business. And when you get one on fire for God, that they see the ability of tapping into God's grace and the ability of producing wealth through business and those two mesh with that warrior entrepreneur spirit there's no stopping the hundreds of thousands, millions and billions they can produce and then finance the gospel and they're on fire for God. They're getting other people because they're not ashamed. They know who they are. They already know their identity. They're in Christ and they're an entrepreneur warrior. So that's who I want to pray for. You got me so excited.
0: Oh, do you know how, how <laughs> confirming that is what you just said? Because the Lord said to me about 2 years ago, I've been training you like a Navy SEAL for all these years. Wow. in business. And so we love working with people like that who are on wow. fire. I love that perspective about being a warrior and yeah. you know, I always think entrepreneurs. I'm getting excited when you talk about that because <laughs> I feel like you're you're really firing up the heart of God because yeah. entrepreneurs are creative and we're made in the image of a creative god we can create anything i believe and there is yeah. that need for that warrior spirit so oh my gosh i'm just loving it so what you're the saying.
1: need so the need for the warrior entrepreneur to get into the body of christ yeah. here's the bad side is because yeah. many leaders in the church have let us down yeah and they crippled their knee they bowed their knee they they got wore out They chose to run after money, not the heart of God. And many of them stopped sharing the truth of God's gospel. Many of them stopped praying and leading their people like a true warrior entrepreneur leader, leading the people of the church for prayer to change their city. And then they stopped touching politics and they stopped touching this and they stopped touching the schools and they stopped touching Roe versus Wade and they stopped touching all this stuff and then the government and the world took over and the yeah. church has been weak and god is now now i'm telling you by prophecy by the holy ghost like mm-hmm. never before and that's mm-hmm. one of the main purposes in your existence on this earth is to raise up christian entrepreneur warriors mm-hmm. for this time that they will step into the leadership in the church to do the job i know a businessman the The reawakened tour with Clay Clark. We went to Batavia, um, New York, and we and I was one of the speakers up there on his stage. That pastor, the pastor, went away, and no one was there. And a businessman knew nothing about ministry stepped up, where the entire state said, "Shut down your church." And this entrepreneur warrior said, "Who are you talking to? I'm not okay. sure." You have nothing to do telling me to shut down my church yeah. and he's the only church in the entire Buffalo area. He's the only church that I don't know that stayed open and fought through it and he's been in revival ever since. Wow. The outpouring of God because someone had an entrepreneur business warrior spirit that said no when things tried to defy the word of God. Yeah. So
0: Yeah. I don't even know if I'm answering all your questions, but totally the freedom. I think when you're in business and you have to create your own income, you have to go. And I know this from my own life experience. We had times where, you know, companies would close down suppliers. We had this roller coaster, which that Valley where I had to go so deep with God to know him out of that place is the fire, the warrior out of that place fires the, the person who pursues freedom out of that place fires, the creativity of God to create income and um oh my yeah. gosh like everything you're saying so amazing so yeah. please um okay. please pray for us even yes. though I feel like that was such a prophetic word over people to to really speak into their heart. But um, please tell us where we can find you first and then let's pray pray you out, pray us out. Yeah,
1: so Loudmouth Prayer, go to loudmouthprayer.org, O-R-G, and that's our website. Now, there's a little bit of a trick to this. I built my website a few months ago, and when I built it, Um, I only put so much space on there for videos and I'm not finished building it, but I only put so much space on there for videos. And then about a month later, the Lord said, I want you to do many, 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 many videos and flood the internet with videos. And I'm like, okay, I got to rebuild my website. So right now, I'm sending everyone to my website to click on the button "Start Praying Today." Praying today, and you click on that, and you send us your info, and we begin to shoot you just like one email a week. We're not asking you for all your secrets; just an email a week, and then we stay in contact with you through email, and we share with you the prophetic words for the nation, for the world, what God's saying to the body of Christ. He's speaking to us about the whole earth. So Mm he, so we're sharing those things. And we're sharing our videos, how to get your prayers answered, speaking in tongues, 30 days to pray where God just had me do 30 days of teaching how to find God's plan and follow it so that you'll have the fullness of God's plan in your life.
0: Love 30
1: to, I'm telling you, Louise, the the revelation and the 30 days to pray is off the charts. Um, so all of that to say, go to allowmyprayer.org. Click on start praying today. Now, if you want to immediately start watching our stuff, go to rumble.com and just look for the loudmouth prayer channel. Everything I'm doing that I just said is on that channel.
0: Okay, fantastic. And what you said about the plans, I really felt the Lord on that because, and when you now make sense to me that you've done that 30 days of prayer. Yeah. So please let's pray. I love your pastor's heart, your shepherd's heart. Go for it.
1: Okay, Father God. We thank you right now in the precious name of Jesus. And Lord, I'm going to pray for the entrepreneurs, Mm -hmm. the ones who've been in this for a long time, the ones who are just wanting to start. Lord, you, with your own finger, you designed them. Yeah, not everyone's designed that way. Yeah, they're designed a special way by you. They're designed a way that would literally go to Abraham and said, Abraham, I'm going to send you to a place you would never imagine. You would never see. Moses, I'm going to separate you. I'm going to separate you, Moses, from your own family and send you to a land you don't know. Your own finger that did that with those is the same finger, Father, that has written the heart of the warrior entrepreneur and given them a dream and given them the passion and given them the drive and the never quit, don't be defeated attitude that they would write Rise up above every situation and every circumstance. So, Father, the same way your finger wrote on the inside of them who they are, I'm asking that your right hand would guide them. Yeah, that you would turn them, reposition them, put them in divine placement, the divine place you would have them to be in this great hour. Oh yeah. This end time hour that we live this great hour. Oh, what an honor to be here and what an honor to have the drive to have the spirit of an entrepreneur and live in this hour. So Lord stir them up, fire them up Reposition them with your own right hand and launch them, Lord, into the great plan and purpose that you have for them life, in their life, in the precious name of Jesus, I pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I love that. That is so amazing. Thank you so much, Marty Risham. And I'm excited to share you with my world. So thank you. It's an honor to have you here in your heart. Uh, So we will say see you on the other side and we'll have Marty back side. again for another amazing Absolutely. Uh, interview <laughs>